0: Mike, Mike, and Huffman. The- Welcome, once again, to another episode of Mike, Mike, and Oscar on this Monday, January 13th, 2020. Want to talk about, like, football or something? It's Oscar Monday, Mike! (laughs) I feel like Kevin (laughs) McAllister
1: running around the upstairs of his home... He's alone. He's yeah, ready. I'm, I'm about excited. to slap the
0: side of my face and say, ah, for some of these categories we have coming up. So that's pretty apropos. I'm your co-host, Mike One. That is Also, Mike, Yo. like Mike just mentioned, this is Oscar nomination Monday. The nominations are out. And what better timing than immediately after the critics' choice. So we can't give that award show much shine because we have bigger things to talk about, unfortunately. <laughs> Poor planning on someone's part there. But we're going to go through category by category. Today, we're going to mention all the nominees. We're going to tell you what got snubbed, what didn't, what's a surprise, What's not and what the best picture category kind of looks like at the end of all of this. I'm not happy, Mike. (laughs) You're not happy.
1: I'm not happy in many ways. Yeah. But there's a lot to be excited sure. about. Uh, I think we did pretty well in our predictions this year. Which, oh, we're not a predictions pod, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I mean, it's just not our game. You know, We're not an interview pod yet necessarily either. You keep saying that, yet and we, we keep predicting everything. We keep predicting. We're <laughs> decent at it. We're halfway decent at it. I, I got a B today, yes. 85%, 93 out of 109. I'm, I'm okay with that. You're afraid to count, Tally, yourself. Yeah, I haven't I think, counted mine yet. I think you did fine. I I'm just looking at some categories that you nailed. In my head,
0: I'm just going to assume Lapita's is still going to show up on Oscar just Sunday. She'll still be there. She'll just show up and maybe she'll win in a write-in.
1: Uh, and then, yeah, you're right. We, we say we're not an interview pod, but yet we get these movie stars coming in here <laughs> later today that we're going to interview. But uh, it, it just goes to show you, like, when we really want to do something... we can we can or
0: (laughs) we're very lucky that we get to and we can and hopefully we're lucky enough to give you some analysis about these oscar nominees as we run down the card we're going to start with the biggest category first and the first one up is best picture michael nine nominees Nine
1: nominees. We had the power rankings right. Yes, we so got we, that right. We hit the big seven, of course. Nineteen Seventeen, Irishman, Jojo, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Hollywood, Parasite. Well, Little Women was the eight spot for me. The nine spot for you. Ford v Ferrari was in there for you at the eight spot. Those nine got in. We had those nine correct. Yeah. Except. We're idiots, because I picked 8, you picked 10.
0: Yes, well, we, we cut, take the middle, that's all. We just, we take the average of the two of them, and we nailed it right on. I, I picked 10, I said Knives Out would make it. I, I actually prefaced that by saying I don't think the Academy does it, but historically, if you go by precedent, what happens, Knives Out should make the category. Uh, I didn't expect it to, it didn't, it's kind of bumming me out, but I, I get it. It wasn't going to win Best Picture anyway. Obviously, now it really won't win Best Picture. <laughs> but Knives Out doesn't make the category. Ford v. Ferrari Little Woman are probably the last
1: two in there. Probably, your theory about Ford v Ferrari having a wimpy resume, but enough support from the technical branches. That played out, so bravo there. My theory about little women played out. I'm glad that that made a lot of people's top fives because, again, people are voting top fives. That's why a best picture category has to be a best picture category. It's not an amalgamation or, or an average of the top tens for people, which... Could mean a bunch of other movies get in to, to this. You know, obviously it's it's power ranked. It, it's there for a reason. Preferential balloting mm-hmm. is across this award show. Yeah,
0: that's that's a good point. We had four films. I don't know if this means love was spread out or it was concentrated. There's four films with double digit nominations, which. I think it's got to be uh, some kind of record. I haven't done the research into it yet. Joker led the field. We're on the verge of an apocalypse. Joker's here, obviously. It led the field with 11 nominations again. I think Scott Feinberg hit that right on. I think he said 11 last night going into it on Twitter. He's usually
1: dead on Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's, got a, he's got a little reputation. But yeah, we got a tally segment at the end of the show. But you're right. The, the love was spread. And the love was spread around last night at the Critics' Choice Awards, too, which was fun to see. I really enjoyed that winner's pool last night, because I think the critics understood that it's a great year for film, let's get more nominees, some love, and it pays off, I think, in the long run, because it makes a lot of people happy. I'm happy looking at that winners list last night to an extent, more more so than in recent years.
0: There was some... Cause for concern about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood at the Critics Choice last night. It does win Best Picture Critics Choice. That was fun, but I think that's a big move for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It hasn't been winning the Critics Circle. Yeah, at I thought all. I was expecting Parasite. I was expecting Parasite to win Best Picture as well. But... That's an unexpected yeah. win for Hollywood. So I was flying high. I was like, Yes, Best Picture. Let's go. It's wrapped up, and now we got to talk about why it might not be wrapped up. But right, Leo no shows at the Critics Choice. That's never a good sign. Ethan Hawk did that last year. So I, I... gesture. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what Best Picture is looking like as we go down this card. You would think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, based on the critics' choice, would be the favorite. I don't think I would call it the favorite
1: right now. 1917 is going to show some tremendous strength, getting a screenplay nod, a couple others. Joker obviously went in the tally. And then, (laughs) then of of course, Parasite (laughs) got got a bunch of nods as well. I still think Parasite needed that Critics' Choice, though. I think it needed that. I don't know if it's going to take the SAG ensemble and that'll catapult it over the top at the end of the day. That could have
0: Happen. Doesn't it make sense that if you're going to vote for Joker at the top of your card, you're gonna, that's going to be a vote that Parasite doesn't get and vice versa? Doesn't that seem to be the same type of movie if you're watching? The, like, I feel like if you're going to vote for Parasite or Joker, number one of the top, this is all conjecture, by the way, obviously, but if you're going to be that person that votes for Parasite or Joker, you're not going to vote for The Irishman anyway. You're not taking a vote for the away from The Irishman or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Or I feel like those two are going to split ballots, and The Irishman and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood may split ballots.
1: Joker's gonna win. I, I best just picture. went cross. Yeah, best, it doesn't matter. Joker's
0: gonna win best picture. Oh my this, god! We're gonna. Have, the Twitter's gonna be set on fire.
1: I don't think. I don't think it could win best picture at this point. You're gonna have a hard time convincing me of that. During I our say. I say
0: the same thing. I said the yeah. same thing in the. I think it has a lot of work to do. I, but I, this I list scares no. me. I can't do it. I can't right, do it. Good. I just
1: rewatched it. I gave it higher marks, to be honest. But I'm not there with you yet. I still think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has more top threes. Parasite probably has more top threes. I think The Irishman is fading away, though. I think you're right about
0: that. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I. I'm just the power rank in my head What I want to see Do I want to see The mayhem of Joker Winning Best Picture Or am I okay with Parasite winning Best Picture I'd still rather just see Joker I just want to see the world burn Like like Joker Uh, He's my spirit animal I think
1: You scare me (laughs) All right, let's get into Best Director now Because The Big Four came in As we thought Bong Joon-ho, Sam Mendes, they split the Critics' Choice Award last night, which again is strength for Sam
0: Mendes because Bong Joon-ho took all, home all of the Critics' Circle Awards. I'm shocked by how, you know, Parasite did well last night at the Critics' Choice, but yeah. I'm shocked by how not, the director, should have been a runaway, best picture, should have been a runaway if critics are voting for it. I can't remember the name of the organization, but the big board of critics, uh, the big Critics' Circle out there gave Parasite their best picture and it won what I thought was a runaway as well, but obviously not the case.
1: Tarantino and Scorsese wound up in there as the the other two of the big four. And then we said it last week. Yeah. We wanted to pick Greta Gerwig, both of us.
0: You did pick her. I did pick her. her,
1: yeah. You did pick her. I changed my pick like a coward.
0: Well, you went with the DGA. You went with the DGA 5. Ta- and Taika Waititi. We both should have known better. The DGA doesn't pick all five yeah. Oscar nominees, or even though Best Director is most correlated amongst the major categories with its guild. The DGA does have a tendency to pick the eventual Oscars winner and at least four of the five nominees. It's not Taika Waititi. It's not Greta Gerwig. It is Todd Phillips. Who is my six? Yeah. And I, I did mention that. like As an
1: Oscars pundit, we should pick Phillips or. Waititi, yeah, you didn't I, mention that. I'm not so happy with myself. I mean, I'm, I'm half-patting myself on the back here. It's a humble brag, but it's not. And then it's a dark, dark world.
0: Well, <laughs> I don't like this. It's directed by Todd Phillips. This is the why Joker leads the field. This is kind of an unexpected nomination. Yes, is. This is probably the 11th of what you probably were or weren't expecting, depending on if you predicted each one of these categories going down the field. So Todd Phillips gets in. Credit to Joker. Credit to Todd Phillips. We've given him a lot of gruff. This whole lead-up, and he gets the last laugh in the end, fittingly, for a man who directed Joker movie, he gets the last laugh. He's here. He's going to be in the Oscars field. He's going to be sitting there Oscars Sunday with his name called in a video package. It's a painful laugh,
1: though, isn't it? It's, it's a painful laugh, like the painful laughs in the movie. Every laugh I have is painful,
0: Mike. That's just I have the body of a ninety-year-old man.
1: <laughs> Best Actress: Renee Zellweger, who took home the Critics' Choice Award last night. Scarjo for Marriage Story. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. They were safe going in. We knew that. We knew they were locked. Correct. We had some debate about four or five. Cynthia Rivo and Saoirse Ronan came through that snubs Lupita Nyong'o, that snubs Aquafina. that snubs many great actresses this year. I'm upset by this category. Oh, come on! It's the even all white
0: people, right?
1: Yay! Ugh, Ugh. Even though I predicted that five, <laughs> I'm upset by this category, and I was hoping... You know, for for some different people. Yeah, there, I'm so making fun.
0: Make I'm, I'm I'm this is heavily sarcastic. on Issa my end. Issa Rae's laugh after Cynthia Rivo was announced. Y- so this this is oh. a good point that uh, you wrote that you were actually up early watching these live. I I I just I can't anymore. <laughs> I wasn't. No, I was not. So you you say that Issa Rae was kind of shocked or appalled you or she chuckled, but it was like again it was like a painful laugh, and I, you felt bad for her in that moment. It wasn't like a snarky thing. And this is because Cynthia Arrivo, along with Antonio Banderas, are the lone two nominees that are people of color. Everybody else is white. Yeah, I, I, it's upsetting. And, and you it, mentioned all the names. You just rattled them off. You know, uh, Aquafina is a name. Lupita Nyong'o is somebody who got the SAG nomination. I predicted she would make the field. she doesn't. All these wonderful people were up and could have been nominated. Jennifer Lopez is another one, and nothing.
1: Jennifer Lopez got snubbed, and we'll talk about her in a minute, but in this category in particular, Lupita Nyong'o just gave an all-timer, in our opinion. We, we were on her all year as
0: a top two, top three. This is a, a same conversation we had a year ago, talking about Tony Collect snubbing and, and moving on from the Oscar So White conversation into just the merit-based conversation. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt merit-based Lupita Nyong'o belongs here. What's it going to take? What? What is with these horror? I mean, is it is it the thing you keep theorizing that the Academy just doesn't watch horror movies they're scared to watch them I don't know what it's going to take for horror performances to get there just due. is it I postulated the other day on Twitter that you're going to have to transcend the genre like yeah. Hannibal Lecter did everyone just decided that since Anthony Hopkins was so great back in 91 and Kathy Bates was so great with Misery in 1990 mm-hmm. that that's not even a horror performance anymore so that's okay that we don't vote for horror performances or at least a horror performance has to rise to those levels of two of the greatest performances ever in order to be considered
1: yeah. Daniel Kaluuya as well. There's been, yeah. you know, there's been a few uh, throughout the years. But in a typical year, that that movie's got to be nominated across the card. It's got to get the momentum that we hoped us would get. It's coming out early in March, we did that dual episode on it. We covered the mm-hmm. hell out of it. We loved the movie. I and mean, then it's has got its flaws. Don't get me wrong. Of course, but this is a. On the level, and they're ignoring it for the genre. I hope for not, not for other reasons. I was afraid this was going to happen after the BAFTAs came out. You got a huge crossover, and the mistakes that they typically make it. The Baftas or the earlier precursors have time enough to gestate in previous years. In previous years, with the academy, right. so they don't make those mistakes. They didn't have time this year. Again, I'm making excuses for them, which is just despicable. Yeah. I, I don't want to do that. But I knew it was going to be a fuck up. I had. Yeah, no, you said that. I, I f- had. I had a whole section in the last episode predictions that we pulled out. That we uh, we going to talk about Baptist so white even more so, and then it was going to happen again today, and it happened again today. And
0: I wish we we went with our gut on that. I got to tell you, I don't think you're making excuses. I think there's something to that because we're talking about a week's turnaround. Not even a, between, not even a week, but when the the Oscars ballots were due and the yeah. Baptist came out, there you didn't have time to parse through the audience reaction, the general reaction. But way. Out there. but yes, you're absolutely right. It doesn't matter. It shouldn't be this. Either way, it's not a new enough academy. Right. We don't
1: have representation. Period. Mm-hmm. End of story. It's not there.
0: Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head, Mike, and very well said by you. But let's pivot and talk about the performances that are here. And on a happier note, we both predicted Sir Ronan from Little Woman to make it. She does make the field as a best actress nominee, proving that if Greta Gerwig is ever behind the camera and Sir Ronan is in front of that camera, uh, <laughs> one of them, or if not both, are going to get nominated. The best Joe March ever. <laughs> we did that deep dive. Into you would, would know. <laughs> you would know, having watched all Little Women.
1: I never thought the million years. I would have seen all the little women, but I've seen all the little yeah. women now. And I, I really love that story. I was lucky to to get the chance because you were sick. You were definitely yes. ill. Yes, And I capitalized on that fact, <laughs> as I normally do, by watching movies. I think I might still be sick. texting you. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, so Sharonin, we're happy for her here. I mean, well, let's be honest. We're happy for people who got nominated across the board. It's just, I think our grades say one thing, and... You know, the Academy continually says another thing, and it continually goes against groups of people. It it makes no sense.
0: Yeah, I I think you're absolutely right there, Uh, no question. This is Renee Zellweger's category to lose. Yes, she won the Critics' Choice. She's been winning every Best Actress. You would agree? It's hers
1: to lose after uh, Critics' Choice win last night. It makes some sense. and It's a great performance. I just...
0: I don't know. I'm still not there with it yet. I'm not either. I'm not either. And We're going to re-watch these. We're going to rewatch all these leading up to our category of reviews. So I did like it
1: last week when I watched it with my parents on a weekend night. And I, I need a life mic, but <laughs> I watched that. You've my have been mother's,
0: cheating on me? My mother's been
1: sending me stuff about uh, Judy Garland. She's uh, they, trying to win you over. She's been forcing me to watch yeah. stuff that, that seems to be truisms for the end of her life that are making some sense that they did a good job with in the movie, I think.
0: Well, from one favorite who's portraying Judy Garland, which is the most inoffensive portrayal in the history of <laughs> m- movies, to another favorite who is one of the more offensive portrayals in history, Joaquin Phoenix leads the Best Actor category, yes? Joaquin Phoenix, Adam Driver, Leo DiCaprio, who made it, Antonio Banderas, and Jonathan Price from The Two Popes are your five Best Actor nominees. Conspicuous... By his flamboyantly colored absence.
1: No Taryn Edgerton. Mike, the uh, winners for the comedy or musical acting categories Aquafina, Taryn Edgerton, both snubbed. And this is why This is why films every year pushed for the best drama categories. It's, it's, it's yeah. just why. I mean, if you think about it, Rami Malik should not have won best drama last year, and Christian Bale should not have won best comedy or musical last year. It should have been
0: inverted. And yet, you're that's make, why. You're making a great and that sometimes the films take a risk and they push for a drama when they're not supposed to be drama and it leads to all kinds of success, including Academy success. And that's why the Golden Globes matter. And when you just cited it, there's no better precedent for that than what happened last year with Bohemian Rhapsody as it was taken very seriously, not only in the best actor category, obviously Rami Malek wins, but it was predicted by many to win best picture at the Oscars because of what it did. Uh, here we have Taryn Egerton. It would have been tough a tough sell to put Taron Egerton in the dramatic category. You could have done it. It was clearly a musical. There was dramatic uh, aspects to Rocket Man, but Taron Egerton, look, all that research I did, it wasn't for naught, and I'm glad I did it because this was a historic nomination up and down in a couple categories, and we wouldn't know that if I hadn't lost my mind for those couple days doing our Oscars predictions. Mm-hmm. If you win the Golden Globe, whether it's comedy or musical or dramatic for Best Actor, if you win the Globe, whether drama or comedy or musical, but I think it's a comedy or musical specific that. but if you win the globe and are nominated at BAFTA and nominated at SAG historically you make the Oscars field didn't happen with Taron Egerton a only, lot of people are not happy
1: only one actor in history missed that <laughs> after that parlay came through everywhere else this is a shocking snub Taron Egerton Jonathan Price getting in over him
0: just shocking. There was love for the two Popes with the Academy. I guess that shouldn't be all that surprising. We thought there would be amongst the Globes. There was amongst the Globes even though there's not a crossover between the Academy and the HFPA who vote for the Globes The Academy had love for the two popes. I'm just happy two popes didn't make Best Picture feel. To be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there. Even though it's it's a strong film, it it has it has its merits. Certainly, yeah. I
0: mean, every film at this point. Yes. Yeah. We're talking about the creme de
1: la creme. And speaking of which, look, we got some major snubs in this category. Eddie Murphy was awesome in Dolomite Is My Name*. Paul Walter Hauser in my
0: top five and your top five deserved it. He's young. He's is, is that what that is? He was overlooked all because he's a new breakout performance. We'll give him all the breakout categories. In a starring role, I, yeah. you know
1: I think he's been knocking on the door with Iqanya, with Black Klansmen, bringing life to those characters that we shouldn't like.
0: Boy, he's a hell of a guy, isn't he, Paul Walter Hauser? Yes,
1: he is. Yes, he is. <laughs> hint, hint, hint. Christian Bale, though, uh, Robert De Niro, as you've
0: been saying throughout, they don't come through today. They're 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 snubbed. Let's let's be honest. I'm not shocked De Niro didn't make the field. I'm a little surprised The Irishman didn't do as well as any other film. I mean, it had 10 nominations. That's nothing to sneeze at. I predicted it to have 10, but I'm shocked. If something was going to lead the nominations, it's not The Irishman or Once Upon a Time in Hollywood.
1: I'm proud of you for going with your hunch there, though. I thought the Academy would turn to the old white guy, Mike. Because I went (laughs) with my hunch with Antonio Banderas. I mean, he was there from the early part of the year, and I'm glad they went back. Even though in uh, my top five... I have Kelvin Harrison Jr., I have Paul Walter Hauser, it just is what it is. I like the younger actors, I think the Academy ignores them year after year, they, they force people to pay their dues. Yeah,
0: that's it's gotta be what year. it is, right? And that's how it's kind of been historically, and that's the whole argument why Leo can't win his second one, right? Because it's, yeah. we want to spread the love, it's impossible to win a second one, people need to pay their dues, etc., blah blah, rhetoric, rhetoric. This is Joaquin's category to lose. Absolutely, he's a, he's definitely the front-runner
1: at the moment, but who, who knows? You know, Adam Driver? We'll has say. his favorites, yeah, he has his fans, I should say. Supporting absolutely. actress Mike, Laura Dern won the Critics' Choice last night. This is looking like a sweep there as sure well. Sure is. Margot Robbie from Bombshell, Florence Pugh from Little Women. We had a, a fun nominee here with Kathy Bates from Richard Jewell. Yeah. We're glad about that. She's in our top twos. Yeah, she's awesome. And then we had Scarlett Johansson getting double nominated for JoJo Rabbit instead of Jennifer Lopez from Hustlers.
0: Huge snub. That is a giant snub. There was a, this contingency on Film Twitter that said, "Watch out for J.Lo." That's how I got the thing in my brain looking up the lone representation in the supporting field. The the people that the nominees that were the lone representations of their films, yeah. as J.Lo would have been for Hustlers still, even if she didn't have a chance to win, even if it was Laura Dern's category, it's shocking to not see Jennifer Lopez make the final cut here. We've been talking about this
1: category being FUBAR from the jump, being a weird year for it. It it was that way
0: last year, too. Like, Regina King doesn't get a sag, and... Last year was different. You know, last year it was, like, different nominees are winning different award shows because other nominees weren't showing up at those precursors, so when they all come together at the Oscars, it was a free-for-all. You don't know who's gonna win. But I feel like they got the nominees right i don't feel like they got the nominees right this year they they got this category wrong yeah. this year and again we're happy for some of these nominees all
1: of these nominees, we're happy. Absolutely. But yeah. here's the thing, like, does ScarJo really need a second one? I'm, not, I'm sure she would admit like, there's other actresses that would deserve that that nomination in her in her place. She's already got the best actress nod, and, and she's doing great work. Both of the leads in Marriage Story had all-time great years. Yeah, first.
0: and I, you, you could throw Florence Pugh into that category, too, mm-hmm. of Best of 2019, who shows up in the Supporting Actress as well. You called Scarlett Johansson, showing up here in the Supporting Actress category. Yeah. I didn't because... My rationale was, if you're nominated twice at the same Academy Awards, you're not a contender for either category. And again, we just talked about ScarJo may have her favorites and best actress, she may have her fans within the Academy. Uh, History could be set. There could be a bunch of historical trends that are bucked. There certainly were with just nominations. So there could be a bunch that are bucked. We're going to talk about major ones coming up that I hope are bucked. But there could be other ones that are just, the trends mean nothing. And history, precedent means nothing. I just think
1: this is one of those examples where you had a BAFTA snafu. Mm. And they didn't have time to fix it at the Oscars. I don't think the Academy recognized that ScarJo was as strong here. And they all picked her because they they loved her in both movies. I mean that happens; it's human nature. I also think they snubbed their nose literally into the air about Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, the film. type of
0: film. I absolutely yeah. agree, and, and I we hate were, it.
1: We were hearing that for a while yep. about hustlers, about exotic dancing, about a snobby academy. I yeah. think I think at the end of the day, it's just a bit of a snobby academy still. It's unfortunate, but look, I mean Florence Pugh deserved that nod. Kathy Bates deserved her nod. We're thrilled for those two. Florence Pugh, we didn't think a couple months ago she was going to get in. We we didn't think Kathy Bates was going to get in, even
0: though you picked her last minute. No, I picked Annette Benning because yeah, I'm a terrible person. yeah do you think. Yeah, right. Uh, no, I, I'm with you, but we're we're thrilled. I'm glad Richard Jewell has a representation mm-hmm. in this Academy Awards. Cause, cause, damn it, it deserves it. It's There's great. three Academy-caliber performances in that movie, and I'm glad, I'm thrilled Kathy Bates is recognized and got in. Uh, I'm happy Florence Pugh got in, too. I think she might be the best uh, supporting actress performance of the year. Uh, that's my two cents and my rankings, and we'll get more about that in the Mike okay. Mike and Oscars Awards show. Laura Derns? She she's on a roll right now. Yeah, and she is. she's
1: she's on a roll in just in general in her career. You wonder if it's a bit more of a legacy pick. I do wonder that. I still wonder if, if it's she's gonna do the Stallone thing for a while and then Rylance, you know. So takes who's it the Rylance? Away. Is it Pew? Is it is it Johansson if it's not she's not getting it elsewhere? I mean Johansson's been nominated a bunch throughout her career. I wouldn't be that shocked if a, a role is likable. As her mom role in Jojo Rabbit. I mean, one of the most adorable Mm -hmm. cinematic mothers in history. Or if the just breaking down emotionally in front of the camera, Kathy Bates' performance is Mm going to turn some heads at the end of the day when more people actually see it. Because I bet, like us, you had a lot of number one rankings boost her into this uh top five
0: so. also worth mentioning with the J.Lo snub and the academy turning its nose up remember these branches all vote for their own nominees so maybe that snobbery that we talk about yeah. that i've theorized and postulated will keep parasite from winning best picture maybe that's in the acting branch of the academy more so than their producer branch or any kind of executive branch uh, would be a surprise to me i would have thought for as much uh, you know bleeding heart liberals as we think all hollywood <laughs> actors are uh they'd be more accepting but who knows Uh, Let's move on, I guess, and we'll go next to the screenplay categories. Michael, Adapted Screenplay, what do we have? Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, Two Popes, Joker,
1: those were our fives. We we nailed the category!
0: (laughs) And we said that was the one we probably (laughs) felt
1: most confident about.
0: The only other film that was out there was Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood.
1: It got the WGA for Adapted Screenplay,
0: but it didn't break through.
1: Let's just say, great job adapting that screenplay from an article, uh, magazine article. It was uh, terrific, but... Look, I mean, these were the five going in that had the best resumes, makes sense. Original screenplay, look, this is a huge show of strength for 1917. Yeah, it is. And I just saw the movie yesterday. It's a strong screenplay. There's callbacks to things in the script that you, you blow your mind in a way. I'm impressed with that story on the page, but I'm still very upset for Booksmart, which I think we both admitted last episode, it was kind of a belligerent pick on our parts. We didn't think a movie... A comedy like this usually gets into the Oscars. Yeah. It didn't hear... I love that movie so much, and it was in our top fives, and I, I just wanted to
0: pick it, and I, I, I ignored the uh, 1917 WGA buzz. and. Well, there was press... I mean, there was a reason and rationale for Booksmart. WGA had 1917. The Bathurst didn't have 1917. Right. Smart was in both the Bathurst and the WGA original screenplay category. So we just theorized that maybe it was 1917 that was in the outside looking. 1917 needed to show up here to have a best picture chance. Otherwise, there's not been a film in something like 88 years, I said, that didn't have an acting nomination or a screenplay nomination win best picture. So now it has a legitimate chance it doesn't have to worry about falling into that category. Uh, and like you said, it, it buoys its chances. The other nominees of the category, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Marriage Story, and Knives Out, which, again, didn't make the Best Picture race, but is here in the original screenplay category.
1: But those were our big four, so we got four yeah. out of five. We did okay. Editing Mike, this is a shocker. Once yeah. Upon a Time in Hollywood, not here. I'm nervous. Ford versus Ferrari, the Irishman, Joker, Parasite, and Jojo Rabbit. I Rightfully so. If that, if that was somewhere, that was probably our six.
0: Gets in over Hollywood. I think I had Jojo Rabbit over Joker for my predictions. I said in my notes... Mm-hmm that the easiest film to take out of editing was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, in fact, only included it because if you win Best Picture, you get nominated in editing. And (laughs) in fact... What a confusing morning, guys. We haven't had a Best Picture winner. Not I haven't done the deep dive into this. I think this is true, so just beware. I might be wrong, but I don't think there's been a picture winning Best Picture that wasn't an editing nominee since Ordinary People in 1980. Wow. So almost... 40 years exactly now. This is 2020, in fact. However, we have Hollywood
1: on a bit of a roll. We have it winning Best Comedy or Musical. We have it winning Last Night at the Critics' Choice Awards. If
0: you were to ask me Best Picture after the Critics' Choice before the Oscar noms, I would (laughs) have said it's over. I would have said Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is the head and shoulders leader and it's probably an open and shut case. And now... I mean, this is why I'm joking. I'm saying Joker's going to win, but Joker might actually win. 1917 might actually win. How are you going to get enough best picture votes if you're not in the editing category and you know that stat is going to be flaunted by everybody with an Oscars podcast or article?
1: I I would still say 1917 probably has the... I don't know, the lead over Joker, I guess. Parasite's not dead in the water either. That did
0: much better than we thought Agreed. going in, but we'll, we'll get to that. And tally. it needed, and that's another point, Parasite needed technical categories. Right. And it landed editing, it landed a production design as well, we'll yes. get into, but it, it's there. So Parasite is still very much alive as we predicted it would be. 1917, very much alive as we predicted it would be. Once upon a time, Hollywood is actually hurt most amongst the best picture contenders by these nominees. And for this nominee, Snub in
1: particular, as you just said. Because yeah. this matters. That's why we put it atop the undercard today, Michael. Uh, because we're Oscar pundits, we can't help ourselves.
0: I am not going to stop pushing this <laughs> movie to win this. I've come too far. You understand? But this is a big miss. I don't care. History. Well, here's, here's what I'm clinging to, Mike, in all seriousness. Yeah. There's been so much bucking mm-hmm. of historical trends. Because the Academy does try to get more diverse. Mm-hmm. Does try to get wider. Does try to get younger. But there is still that old branch of wherever they are. Those older sections mm-hmm. that are... I just think that history can be made and if history can be made as we saw with these nominations it's already bucking a couple trends i keep saying that phrase because i can think of another one quite frankly but if history is going to be made at the oscars it could be made at the oscars right if you don't need an editing it could still win best picture right it's gonna win three other categories
1: but then we wind up looking like brad pitt and 12 monkeys <laughs> at the end of it. that's what happens <laughs> That's what happens to you and I. But you're right. I mean, we have to cling to something. I should be so honored. We have to cling to something. We cling to punditry. Oh, God. All right, look, well, let's let's make our way a little faster down the undercard. Cinematography, 1917 is the frontrunner. We also have Joker, Irishman, Hollywood. And in a surprise turn, The Lighthouse gets a nod. You're happy about that. I am happy about it. I just watched it the other morning. I think it's a terrific achievement in that aspect ratio mic it's it's a tv size screen it's it's yeah not, it's a tv size it's not widescreen i don't understand aspect ratios
0: i just know it's different <laughs> Aaron and <Blashkin> gets the <laughs> nom for the lighthouse there i'm happy to see that too otherwise it's pretty much chalk i would say but ford v
1: ferrari should have been there it was there most other places doesn't matter Roger Deakins is winning this yes Roger Deakins should win this yeah. we don't know <laughs> animated feature Mike a shocking snub for you a shocking <laughs> shocking moment I was very happy you must have been happy mm. But they have one point whatever billion. Yeah, what don't it right feel now? bad
0: for Disney. All right.
1: Frozen 2 is the shocking snub. But we do have Toy Story 4, How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, Missing Link, I Lost My bow- Body, and Klaus! I lost my bowels is what happened
0: when I watched the editing category. <sighs> So, Klaus makes the field. Good for Netflix. That was kind of on the outside looking in as far as we were concerned. I lost my body. I just thought it would have friends and, and people and fans in the Academy. Oh, it's it ma- it's It makes the cut. Yeah. It's deserving.
1: No Labyrinth of Turtles. No Weathering <laughs> uh, with You. I mean, I think we were kind of rooting for yeah, it was one of those two movies. Uphill too.
0: battle for either of those, I would say. But Frozen 2 is the story. You had it. You didn't bury the lead. That's shocking it is surprising to see that not be in the field here for animated feature but i think we got a real race
1: now between missing link and toy story 4 if missing link got in it was going to have a good chance after the globe win and now i think Leica studios have built a reputation to take on some of these giants and the giant doesn't have more than one nom here and it just dawned on me that this might be a conspiracy by disney who owns abc (laughs) And now I'm thinking Toy Story 4 is definitely going to win. Literally mid rant. Yeah. This came to my mind because well, the vote could have been split Frozen 2 Toy Story 4 now the vote may not be cannibalized and Toy Story 4 just may
0: run away with and it. And don't forget that that fact that we spit out to you in the Oscars predictions episode, the Oscar non predictions episode, you got to have a bath to nom to win. The Academy Award for Best Animated Feature. One of these films does, and one of the films doesn't. I think this is, I would put Toy Story 4 at the front right now. Yeah,
1: no, sorry, like, uh, the the big business corporate giant (laughs) just, uh, I mean, just took the lead again. Sorry. This is America. (laughs) (laughs) Best International Feature, Mike, Parasite, Pain and Glory, Les Miserables, (laughs) Nailed it. Corpus Christi, which was a Scott Feinberg pick from the jump yeah. from Poland there. Uh, and you I, had that as well. I copied him. Though. Of course. I can't take credit. <laughs> and in a shocking maneuver to everybody except for
0: you, yeah! my friend, yeah. Honeyland <laughs> gets doubly nominated in Doc and in an international feature. I think it's the first film ever. Again, haven't had a chance to do the deep dive, but I think it's the first film ever to have those two nominations, international feature and best documentary feature. Uh, good for Honeyland. I know you weren't a crazy about it, but you could see the merits and you could see why it gets in these categories, yes? The first
1: 15 minutes and the last 15 minutes are gorgeous <laughs> i would bow to that level of cinema any day of the week and then in between it's just an audible nightmare i'm sorry just a wall of noise maybe my volume was up too high and i just have to lower it to be able to handle it maybe i'm just living in a cocoon of single manness. i want the
0: Makers of Honeyland yeah. to do the uh, remake of Uncut Gems.
1: Well, that's the thing. <laughs> like, Uncut Gems and Honeyland. If Uncut Gems didn't bother you, Honeyland probably doesn't bother you.
0: Yeah. I, so you're I, probably I mean, okay. I, I was, yeah. Uncut Gems felt like home.
1: I am just that nerdy,
0: I guess. <laughs> I'm just that uh,
1: stuck up and nerdy as a film critic. And I just can't handle it. I, if, I, if I have kids, they better be quiet ones. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Got a little deep insight there. Best Documentary Mike Forsama, American Factory, Honeyland get picked. And then we got a shocking snub, let's just say. Apollo 11 left out. Midnight Family was my pick, left out, even though that's not as shocking. The Cave is a big, big hit here. Yeah. Getting the nominee. And The Edge of Democracy <laughs> which I've been de- delaying I my saw watch that of. I and I
0: just started laughing. I
1: thought I was out of the woods. I was not going to have to watch it and I, I now I have to watch it on Netflix and I'm just afraid to because everybody's like this is the Brazilian version of The Great Hack and I don't want that evil in my life because I know it's true. I know it's important but I don't want to think that badly about the world.
0: Um... <laughs> I have nowhere to go with that, so I'm sorry that you do have to watch that as my take. Uh, we'll get to it, and we'll cover it at some point, and we'll give it the review. Shout out to Jared
1: Cozal, though, at J-K-O-Z-A-L. He predicted Apollo 11 was going to get snubbed for months. He reminded us this morning, and, he, and he's absolutely right. I mean, archival
0: footage docs don't get picked here. I have such a problem with that take. I mean, Amy had archival... He's right. There's tons of uh, other nominees that use archival footage.
1: Over the entire T of this category, they do wonky
0: shit, and that's one of them. Yeah, they do wonky shit, and I don't know why. I'm not as offended, because at this point, it's like, oh yeah, the Best Documentary of the Year didn't get nominated. Like, it's been three years in a row. But they like cinema verite docs, is that the term... I got to go back to film school. I, I just, I I, I'm tired of this. I'm tired of covering the documentary feature category. They do this to us every year. Apollo 11 to. is one of the best movies of the year when you right. see it in theaters. What are we doing? What are we doing? We're, hang- we doing? <laughs> We're angry, even though American <laughs> Factory, very well made. Yeah, these are fine, fine nominees. For
1: Sama. I mean, they went international with this category. They really did. I mean, every single one of
0: these has subtitles, I believe. Shout out to Neon Studios, too, who's having had a hell of a day. Honeyland gets a couple nominations. Parasite obviously does very well for itself. The only thing that they could have wanted more is helping for a uh, nominee for Portrait of a Lady on Fire, which didn't break through. Yeah let's move
1: on to original score mike 1917 joker star wars little women marriage story i nailed another category i'm so happy (laughs) proud of myself once in a while i can do it but i'm glad because i think these are five really strong scores marriage story it's beautiful it's like a pixar score little women just some notes in that i mean listen to that one again look john williams for star wars ninth film last time around Last Waltz, let's go. Joker is haunting in 1917. There are blaring moments in that movie where you're just, like, floored by the score. You can't be score deaf during 1917. Yeah, it's like, I haven't
0: seen it yet. You have, like you mentioned, we're going to give it the full Oscar Sprint profile breakdown probably this week. I'm happy to hear that. We've talked a lot about what a great year and original score it is. Again, having not seen 1917 yet, I would agree these are very fine nominees. I don't have mm-hmm. a, take issue with any of them. It's tough to take issue with John Williams. I don't think I predicted Star Wars for this, but how are you going to vote against or say anything bad against John Williams for a Star Wars score? It's absolutely great. I'm surprised how much Hildur Gunadentier, and I apologies if I mispronounced that, seems to be winning this in a runaway
1: it's a great score the it really Vikings. is I, I don't I
0: don't quabble with that I just with the the merit and how great all the other nominees have been what did Thomas Newman do to you Academy
1: what did he do because <laughs> 15, he did something 13 <laughs> how many times it might be like 17 Jeez. it might be 17 we're gonna have to g- get back to you on that but it, it's a lot of nominations for Thomas Newman if
0: Randy Newman then wins this award, <laughs> award does he take the stage and just rub it in Thomas's face and be like you want one of these <laughs> see you Thanksgiving I'm not gonna throw this one away <laughs>
1: All right, <laughs> uh, terrible, terrible, I'm sorry.
0: But I'm not going to throw
1: yourself away. Got nominated for original song. I said it was going to get nominated months ago. I should have stuck to my gun. Yeah, guns. same here. I'm i had, fraud. I took it out at the last minute. I am a fraud, but it does get nominated here. It felt like an Oscar pick, and of course it happened. Daily Battles from Motherless Brooklyn, Glasgow from Wild Rose, who won, or at least tied for the win last night at the Critics' Choice Awards, get snubbed. Both of those get snubbed because we got... Stand Up for Harriet, Into the Unknown, Frozen 2, I'm Gonna Love Me Again, Rocket Man, which uh, is on a bit of a roll right now. Shared the win last night with Glass, got the Critics' Choice. Like we said, Toy Story 4. And Breakthrough, Mike, I'm Standing With You. Diane Warren did the music and lyrics for this. We should have known. Yeah, and a lot of a people contender. had
0: that. Good few that called this on film Twitter. A lot of people were saying that. I did three good. out of five, yeah. though. I didn't do well here. Here's my question. Yeah. Is the musical branches of the Academy just Randy Newman? It <laughs> Is it just Randy Newman picking nominees it every just year? Just Newmans, and maybe they're just that bashful. <laughs> like, like we can't pick up them thinking that would be arrogant. <laughs> a terrible. You student. do a great Randy Newman impression. Um, I, I just, I don't have a problem with. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna let you throw yourself away. Mm-hmm. I think it's a fine song. It's a great Toy but Story song. But that's the song when you say right, those exactly, words exactly, consecutively, exactly. That's the song. <laughs> So, it's funny, though, in the movies. Yeah. I'm excited to see. I hope I hope Cynthia Erivo gets a chance to perform, stand up live on the Oscar stage. I think her being nominated in Best Actress is, I mean, she's going to be there, so why wouldn't mm-hmm. they ask her to sing? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm glad that happens. That has a chance to happen. But no Beyonce here, too. That was the big snow. Yeah, game.
1: no Beyonce! That wasn't a great song in the It was awkward in the I movie. Agree. I agree. It was a great song in general. We love Beyonce songs, but that felt like a Golden Globe pick. It felt like a...
0: I thought they yeah. were... I just thought the celebrity of Beyonce showing up to your award show would win out And oh, let's get Beyonce here no no, we were right we were gonna be
1: wrong about this category and we were wrong
0: (laughs) (laughs) even when we're wrong we're right we're wrong we're right (laughs) Mike
1: we're like Meryl Streep at the end of Little Women (laughs) are we (laughs) We're,
0: we're not always right but we're never wrong exactly yes that's us production design Mike the Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And Parasite does get into production design like we alluded to before. Nailed another five. <laughs> good,
1: after feeling bad, humble brag. Not really humble
0: though. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's gonna win this though. Dude. I feel good about that. At one critic's choice, this seems to be a role that it's on, yeah. It's gonna win three awards.
1: Well, it, it should win this one because they basically took Hollywood Boulevard right. and they DH'd. right? It. And The Irishman did some of that too. But it makes sense that Joker does not get in here. I didn't. I didn't think all the graffiti was was good enough. No,
0: you called that. You had a You had a great run. I'm, I'm starting to think with all the differences that we didn't have many differences, but the ones we did seem to go your way. You did a hell of a job. Once in a while, yeah. that went my
1: way, but you had some differences that you got right too. But you're too much of a coward right now, and I'll call you out for that. You're not even going through your stats. Like, why? Why you didn't do it? I'm, I'm just a little gonna, upset with you I'm, because you should You probably have the same goddamn percentage. I'm just gonna assume I got everything right. That's how I go through life. <laughs> Guys, it's an
0: inside Nailed joke. Nailed it. <laughs> it just
1: seems you have some bravado. You do, as a general. As a general assessment of your character. (laughs) (laughs) Costume design. Costume design went to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, The Irishman, Major Snub. Yeah, give me a break. Dolomite Is My Name, Critics' Choice winner from last night. Joker gets the nod
0: instead. Ruthie Carter should just always be nominated. She just should all if she's doing something on a movie, nominate that movie for costume design. Well, what are they doing here because this is winning everywhere, Critics Choice circles. I don't understand. Obviously,
1: this. the Critics Choice literally last night, it's it's a movie that featured the costumes with slow motion walks with scenes in the mirror. This is bullshit, Mike. If you
0: want to tell me that Joker is, is- at least on the level of Dolomite Is My Name, that's fine. Like I, I, I could plastic, buy it. plastic clown masks. Plastic
1: clown masks he's, and
0: one really cool paint job, but it, that's makeup and hairstyling. He, well, he's wearing an interesting suit. I mean, the, the, <gasps>
1: suits again. the people Irishman, on the
0: subway, the, the rich kids, whatever. No, Irishman suits. Irishman I have a problem with. The, these. Those two don't make sense. The it's Irishman ridiculous. is just men's warehouse. I don't understand why this is being... Because... De Niro wore a leather jacket in one scene? What, what about the Irishman is so amazing about... Co- I mean, they did a great job ref- reflecting the period, but... It, it reflects the period. But is is it deserving
1: of an Oscar nomination here? I
0: know where I can go to find suits in real life that look like what the Irishman people are wearing. I don't know where to start to if I want to find some of the patterns that Ruthie Carter put together as costumes in Dolomite. For the record, Downton Abbey... Uh, Downton Abbey snubbed here as well, and and those costumes are just jaw-dropping. I mean, that's another, you know, there's no big period piece here that was, you know, like, it's just a weird year for costume design. I would have thought, because of that, Downton Abbey was the only, like, classical period piece that so usually gets nominated in this category that really had a chance. I would have thought... Dolomite was a slam dunk, but no, not the case. Not the case. Makeup and hairstyling.
1: Bombshell won the Critics' Choice last night. Judy, as you predicted. Joker, 1917. And then Rocketman is snubbed because Maleficent. I almost predicted it. of Evil gets in. Because Maleficent... The first one yeah. got a surprise
0: nomination. I forgot that it did, and yeah. I should have remembered, and I would have picked it, and I didn't pick it. Well, this I'm one mad was, at was received so poorly, I just thought it would have disqualified itself, but obviously not the case. Horns, Mike. Oh, yeah, I guess horns. Horns, horns really do it for everyone. Horns and making your lead look like Elizabeth Banks without hiring or casting Elizabeth Banks. That's how you get into the makeup and hairstyling. <laughs> You're rational. I mean, she I looks things. like Elizabeth yes, Banks. she does. All right. <laughs>
1: She does. Uh, can I just say that again for the 25th time,
0: confirming it on air? She does. <laughs> You're right, tight to. Uh 1917, you've seen it. I haven't. Why is this nominated for Makeup and Hair Silent? Is it wounds. the blood? Wounds? Yeah, there's yeah. some wounds. All right.
1: Otherwise, there's dust. <laughs> good,
0: <laughs> good. <laughs> no, this is just a show of strength, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. It is one of the Oscar puzzles thing. Well, you might think uh, 1917 has a better chance, if, especially uh, if Oscar nights comes and 1917 starts winning some of these questionable categories like makeup and hairstyling. Be worried. Again, Downton Abbey
1: snubbed here. Look, Rocket Man had one really well made bald cap for Elton John's yes. character. Taryn Edgerton has a swath of hair. I can't pronounce the guy's name. But so but much of that tries. movie
0: is about. Yeah. the the flamboyant colors and about the costumes, these outlandish, lavish costumes. I would have thought that all just kind of parlayed itself into those two categories and would have gotten recognized. Didn't get recognized in either one. No. All right, sound editing and sound
1: mixing. Mike, I went 8 out of 10 here. I'm kind of proud of myself. So,
0: historically... In the most recent years, these categories have shared at least four nominations each Mm -hmm. and it happens again this year. The only difference is Ad Astra makes an appearance in sound mixing whereas Star Wars makes the appearance in sound editing and the editing is the creation of the sound. The mixing is putting those sounds within the movie. As we've heard as we've heard if we we need to get a sound
1: mixer editor on here we really do we really do sound mixing we're idiots
0: 1917 ad astra ford v ferrari joker once upon a time in yeah sound editing 1917 ford v ferrari joker once upon a time in hollywood star wars ford v ferrari you would have expected to be in both i'm surprised once upon a time in hollywood made both i I picked them though punt a sound category and give it editing (laughs) film editing I'm so worried. <laughs> you should be worried. You should be worried.
1: Anyway, Mike, we got to move on to VFX. Lion King, Endgame, Irishman, 1917, Rise of Skywalker, Avengers Endgame won it last night. I got these
0: five... You're on a roll here with these undercards. Huh? I, again, I yeah. was I was kind of half proud of myself. Yeah, like, you did I, very well. Uh, they're okay. Didn't do as well as me. I bet it 100%, but you know, <laughs> you did all right. Uh are you over your anger and outrage about the Irishman being considered a, a favorite or at least a, a perennial nominee in this category? No. Because the you They still they still
1: They still failed. Were you did
0: you have ire in you this morning though when Ugh. you when you saw it unveiled? They can't make a 75-year-old man
1: look like a 35-year-old man. How dare you, movies! How dare you! That's my level of anger. That's what I've come to realize. I'm an idiot for demanding that. Now, they need to get their eyes fixed mm-hmm.
0: and they need to understand. I, don't think, I think everyone knows what it looks like, though. I don't think that's the. You know, I don't it think. It didn't work! Yeah, I don't know. It
1: did not work. Period. End of story.
0: Gemini Man did a better job. Period. End of story. I mean, so fail. you don't give any credo to the, the audacity of trying this and being such a major motion picture. Right, it and-
1: took me out of the movie. It almost ruined a great movie for me. Wow. It almost ruined the great movie. I, I've been on the record again and again. I, I've watched the movie five times. It r-
0: almost ruins the movie every time. So now the yeah. big question is Academy Sunday comes. VFX mm-hmm. category. We have Kumail Nanjiani and... Robert Rodriguez presenting the category, <laughs> and they unveil that the Irishman wins over Avengers: Endgame. It's probably going to happen. What's the happen. what happens with also Mike? Well, here's Do the. Do I get a shoe fired through my television? <laughs> I'm going to be upset. Yeah, but 1917's got the practical effects. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is how this category usually, goes, usually in the, goes on Academy Sunday. They usually tend to skew towards the practical effects over the big budget. And The Lion King, King has games. precedent as well mm-hmm.
1: because, you know, Jungle Book one years ago. That's true. When they did that, you know, live-action remake sort of animated film thing. You know, so there's a couple precedents in this category, but they can cannibalize each other so the Irish can win. You're right. It's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. I don't okay. want to be upset. All right, look, I wanted to give some highlights from the short subjects. We are going to review as many of these on Oscar Race Checkpoint episodes to
0: come. But three Mike really... Michael, review them. I'll just be crying about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's yeah, chances the whole true. time.
1: Uh, th- yeah, that's more like it. But, all right, look, Hair Love, <laughs> Kit two of the best animated shorts you ever You have seen.
0: reviewed both of those in previous ORC episodes as well. Go back and check those Warmed out. Warm
1: my heart. Be- I
0: didn't think my heart could get that warm. <laughs>
1: Walk, Run, Cha-Cha is another one. I don't know if they're still available online or if everybody's ripping them offline so that they can show them in theaters. But uh, Walk, Run, Cha-Cha was on NewYorkTimes.com. Yeah,
0: last year we were able to find yeah. most of these online still. And that was up until pretty much the Oscar Sunday, February. Nah, we weren't we were going on. illegal routes either. No, no, these, no, are, no, these, just yeah, these are readily available for YouTube or yeah. on NewYorkTimes.com. And yes.
1: Those were available. I I was able to watch them, and they're glorious. Uh, But I I got some curiosities looking forward. I mean, in in the absence, Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone, Life Overtakes Me, St. Louis Superman, which which really looks interesting. Uh, Those are the other four documentary short subjects. I've heard people rave about Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone, too. Yeah, uh, DeSera, a.k.a. Daughter, Memorable, and Sister, the other three animated short
0: film nominations. Daughter going against Sister. That I usually love that whole category. It's yeah, a fun trip to the theater. For shows. as harrowing yeah. and dangerous as the documentary shorts make you feel, the animated shorts generally, I yes. mean, last year there were some sad animated shorts, True. but generally the
1: animated shorts lift you up. They're a rainbow in <laughs> darkness. <laughs> Of a cave. Yes, that's a terrible analogy. Mike, live-action short films, usually these are a parade of sadness as well, but we got Brotherhood, Neff Football Club, The Neighbor's Window, uh, Soraya, a sister. I can pronounce one of those five, (laughs) two of those five. Usually these are tough watches, but they're meaningful watches. I'm going to drag your ass to go
0: see you. Yeah. What happens when you look through your neighbor's window?
1: I see Julianne Moore getting hurt. (laughs) Like uh Amy Adams. I can't even make a joke anymore. That, wow. that was good. I like that. We that woke up too early, Mike. We're we're on you fumes did. right now. We're on fumes.
0: <laughs> we gotta talk about the tallies one more yes. time. Joker with eleven. Yeah, shocking. You could have twisted my arm. I wouldn't have thought Joker you know what? I should've. Scott Feinberg. Yeah. He called it. He was right. Yeah. I don't know why why do I think independently and when it, we have him? And it tallied the highest mark at the Baptist too. I'm dumb is what happened. No, here. we are dumb. We Yeah. yeah collectively <laughs> righteous brothers song
1: interject that
0: now 1917 once upon a time in hollywood and the irishman like i said at the outset the top of the episode they we have four films with double digit nominations those are the four favorite right now probably the irishman might be fading parasite might be rising
1: parasite got a different six than i thought but it did get six it still has a chance because it got more than we thought even though it didn't get an acting nod. It does have a screenplay nod, so it doesn't have to go along Answer that. And technicals. So it's, it's got a legitimate chance. Jojo Rabbit with six, Little Women with six, Marriage Story with six. I think Marriage Story was a little bit stocked down over the last month. You were right about that. I'm going to pat myself on the back for yeah.
0: that. Jojo Rabbit held strong and Little Women was a late breaker, so that was cool. I kind of felt like Jojo Rabbit might be the picture people come back to. It placed in every major guild's top prize, except BAFTA didn't get nominated for best to Best Film. I thought just because it's such a heartwarming story and it's so beloved and... We don't want to embrace Joker as the best picture of the year. <laughs> it might be the movie that people come back to, but we'll see. It still has a chance. You can't say it doesn't have a chance for best picture because when you place in all the major guilds, you're yeah. a best picture contender. But it's probably fifth right now, sixth maybe. It could come down the middle, and maybe Disney, you know, reallocate
1: some money. And but the Fox banner, you know, with Disney behind them, yeah. they had a really good weekend. Yeah, they well. Surprise, surprise! Disney does well. <laughs> <laughs> so Ford v. Ferrari, on that note, got four nominations. Uh, best Picture and then three technicals, Mike.
0: I, look, it doesn't make any sense to me yeah. either, other than those technical noms probably carry the day. You, I guess you can see it. A lot of people probably had Bale in their top five for Best Actor, so they thought maybe they, they vote for Picture on the backs of that, too.
1: Jonathan Price has got some love out there. You, you never know. Rightfully
0: so! The guy... Look, we weren't crazy about the two posts, but yeah. we said for a lot that Jonathan Price has been acting Long, for yeah. f- decades, and he just doesn't have the nominees to his credit.
1: His interview on awards chatter with Mr. Feinberg was glorious. It was really heart- heartwarming. I mean, he gave some real personal stories in mm-hmm. that one, and you could tell that he's he's been thoroughly sincere throughout this award season. Or he's the greatest actor in the world. I don't know which, but <laughs> can't stop myself from talking, Mike. So here oh, that's we why on. you have the microphone. Mike Bombshell, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, and The Two Popes. I got three nominations each. Any- okay. Anything. <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> you had Star Wars doing well. You actually convinced me to give Star Wars a third nomination. But I had it for you four. You had it for four. Right. Uh, that's one of the rare misses you had. I think you batted a 1,000 on the undercard. I'm just going to start believing that. Yeah, Mike, you can have a B average
1: and still be good. Not in this household. Harriet, <laughs> Honeyland, Judy, Painting Glory, and Toy Story 4. Two nominations apiece. No Uncut Gems. No Farewell. No Midsommar. Bunch of movies
0: got snubbed. No Us. So, Us is kind of expected. Unfortunately, Midsummer was very expected. Yeah. Unfortunately, we got to do more for horror. We got to do more for diversity in the, the farewell. categories, up and down the category. The farewell. We got to getting... do more for more for women directors. Yeah. That's a systemic issue. We've pounded the table about and yelled in this microphone about plenty of times, and that rings true. Honey Land gets in. Honey Boy does not. A mad, uncut gems i'm heartbroken Mm -hmm. i mean i just you know that did so well and surprising in so many categories and adam sandler i think it was the national board of review that picked him for best acting performance there was a hope out there that he would sneak in to the fifth slot in that acting field when we thought there was only one slot left but it's a little disheartening to look back at and see well we thought there were four locks for best actor it turns out there was only three locks but adam sandler still doesn't get in when we're replacing two nominees you know that, that kind of sucks. Aquafina and The Farewell, that really sucks. The yeah. little long there. And obviously Lupita Nyong'o. Anything with having to do with Us. I mean, I still advocate that Us is one of the more original screenplays that we've had in 2019, and it just was never given serious consideration. The highs were so high in that one, for sure. I,
1: I also want to make mention of Booksmart and Hustlers one more time. They didn't get tabbed. J.Lo lo got screwed. The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Dolomite is my name, The Souvenir. Ruthie Carter got s- snubbed. Atlantis, Apollo 11, once again, Monos, Captain Marvel, not... Hey, look, I mean, as much as we get on Disney, we're off Disney, we're on Disney, Captain Marvel is probably, you know, deserving of a VFX nom at the very least. Uh, the Mustang was a terrific film this year that didn't get tab today. Portrait of a Lady on Fire.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, that's, you know, there's only so many slots and we get that, but there's this... What we're seeing right now, we didn't have this conversation at the end of the 2018 uh, nominations recaps. Yeah. 2019 was a great year in film great year
1: for film so a lot of great movies did get nominated so we got to find the silver lining at the end of the day we're gonna have fun talking about this race for the rest of the month we got a million categories reviews coming up we're gonna have a bunch of guests on the show we think we hope we're we're gonna have them on later today or i'll just start throwing my voice and we'll just (laughs) lie to you people whatever Can we do an impression of the guys we have going on today?
0: <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. Mr. McMovie! <laughs> All right, I guess we can. Thanks for confirming. <laughs> we, as always, want to know your thoughts. What was your biggest snub? What are you most happy about? Uh, we want to hear your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, as always, about everything we covered here in the Oscar nomination recap show, as well as anything else we do in the MMO Empire. You can leave us those thoughts, comments, questions, concerns on all our socials. Mike, Mike, and Oscar on Facebook and Instagram at MM and Oscar on Twitter. Uh, we also are available everywhere you hear podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, yes. which is where we are most available. Uh, look, it was my birthday the 12th so for my present if you wouldn't mind please all you have to do is go on apple podcast type in mike mike and oscar into the search tap on our logo scroll down once and leave us five stars it takes you 10 seconds
1: it it helps us so much
0: you don't even have to wrap it you know i mean it's a gift you can give from the heart to me and really that's what matters isn't it you're the kind of guy who buys a lot
1: of birthday presents from other people to yourself
0: I gave my brother this Christmas a gift card from Santa for him to build MMO a table. So,
1: yes. (laughs) I'm crushing you in this episode with Psyche.
0: You're not saying anything wrong. I I just realized that.
1: Oh, by the way, here's dirty laundry. Here's dirty laundry. I don't know how it happened so many times. I'm going to listen to this and feel so guilty tomorrow. I'm an open
0: book. I don't have shame. Mike, what are some words of wisdom? <laughs> At least I'm getting them out now, which with just you and me. I mean, we're talking right, to the Right, as masses. opposed to our guests. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, my is kind of a real asshole. What are your thoughts?
1: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird words You're of fine. wisdom. fine. Uh, I did call myself a fraud and a coward. How I <laughs> Go, Good. <laughs> so we're even. So I'll flagellate myself <laughs> just as much. Mike, we, we've been around the clock researching. I, I, I haven't stopped doing stuff for Mike, Mike and Oscar for like, you know, days, weeks. I
0: I need to find an angle that says once upon a time
1: in Hollywood's fine. (laughs) But yeah, there's no (laughs) end in sight. We got to keep going. And we love it. We live for it. So thank you for joining us today. Sorry for our zaniness and our craziness. But uh, this is a a zany and crazy time for us, for the film world. So it's a lot of fun. We're going to have a lot of fun the rest of the month.
0: Guys, as always... When reality sucks, you can come watch these movies, these nominees, these award shows. With us, we are Mike, Mike, and Oscar, trying to make award season year-round, even during award season, without the stuffiness. We will see you soon. See ya.